Porn Free Radio, episode 133. Welcome to Porn Free Radio, where we believe that your past does not define your future. Not taking action is the real enemy, and anyone can quit watching porn with the right plan. I'm your host, Matt Dobschutz, and today we're doing part two of our motivation series. We started last week in episode 132, and we talked about uh, the one thing by Gary Keller and this idea of there's a myth of self-discipline in our culture, and it's this idea that people are just sort of innately self-disciplined, and they just have this uh, discipline within that they call on. Um, but really, self-discipline is more about the trick of choosing the right habit and using just enough discipline to establish it. And as that habit becomes part of your life, you look more like a disciplined person. You know, I'm almost at seven years of being porn-free, and I'm sure some guys look at me from the outside in, and they go, hey, this guy's super disciplined, right? But the truth is, I've gotten the right habits in place, and I don't think about uh, decisions related to porn on a regular basis because all the habits have helped me uh, make the right choices. Like the right habits have helped me make good choices or eliminated choices altogether. And so what looks like maybe a disciplined life to you really on the inside for me is just freedom. Um, I just am not tied up in some of the things I used to be stuck with uh, because I've embraced these habits. So as you get these habits in your life, you look more disciplined. One other idea that we came up with last week is that willpower is like a power bar. It's it's like uh, as you go on throughout your day, your, your phone drains. It's the same with willpower. So you want to spend your energy when you have the most amount of willpower um, to, that's when you want to establish your habits. That's when you want to set yourself up for success. And that's when you want to bring just enough discipline to establish those right habits. So build one habit at a time. That was the, the last comment that we had. So that was in part one. Now, part two, we're going to talk about a concept from Charles Duhigg's book, Smarter, Faster, Better. And he sets up the whole book with this. So if you get Smarter, Faster, Better, his new book, um, you know, he came out with The Power of Habit a few years ago. It was one of the reasons I started Porn Free Radio. I really loved the basic practical aspects of creating habits. And he's followed it up with Smarter, Faster, Better, which he calls a productivity book. But I really feel like it's a life skill book. And it's about being successful in business because I think that sells books. But it really is about being successful in life. And so one thing that he um, came across as he was doing research and interviewing for this book is one of the things that makes people productive is what's called an internal locus of control. And I'm going to break down what this means in just a second. Uh, but this internal locus of control is uh, really key to success. And he cites that people who have this um, are, you know, have better habits in their life, make more money, are happier, the whole deal. And when I read this, I was like, man, I need to know about this. This is like, this would help a lot of listeners of Porn for Radio, and gosh, it would help me. Um, and so the story he tells at the beginning of this book, and it's like literally in chapter one. So you can, you can get this book from Amazon or go check it out at the library. 
and read read this first chapter and you'll get all this you know all this detail but he talks about a guy who's kind of aimless in life um a guy who um like i think when he thinks about like his his biggest motivation in life is to get a job at like a cell phone store at the mall like that's his that's that's his high bar that he's thinking about and he can't even do that like he he struggles to get hired because he just doesn't have a lot of motivation in life. And so he ends up joining the Marines of all things. And he goes to basic training uh, or boot camp. And, and, um, and Duhigg tells the story of him going through boot camp and, and sort of growing as a person, growing in his motivation, in his discipline, all sorts of things, and you know, creating new habits. And, um, but in it, he, uh, Duhigg f- f- interviews um, the former head of the Marines. And the guy's name is Charles Krulak. Um, and he was the commandant of the Marine Corps uh, in the late 90s, from 95 to 99. So that's, um, in Marine Corps world, that's like the head of, of the whole um, military branch. And so he led for five years. And so Duhigg interviews him as part of this chapter. And one thing that Krulak noticed when he took over the Marines was that they were getting more and more guys coming through who were kind of aimless, um, who didn't have um, sort of this internal self-starter uh, motivation in them. And, um, and so he started researching it. And one of the things that he found was this, this idea of an internal locus of control. And so basically this idea of internal locus of control is a belief um, people who have an internal locus of control have a belief that they can influence their destiny through the choices that they make, right? And it's locus, the word, it's L-O-C-U-S. Um, it's from the Latin word for place. So it's where we get the word uh, location from. Uh, and it also means sort of a place of control. So, you know, the internal locus of control is... is um, is that location or that place of control within us. And so when it's internal, uh, a person who has an internal locus of control, they tend to praise or blame themselves for success or failure rather than assigning it to the responsibility of outside things. So basically when there's a a setback or when there's a success, the, the person with the internal locus of control says, oh, I did that or I influenced that. And, um, and if, if for some reason there's a failure or a setback, they're like, Oh, what can I do to fix that? What can I do to uh, make that better? So that's kind of how they take it. Now, the contrast is someone who has an external locus of control, and that's believing that your life is primary influenced by events outside of your control. Now, let's be honest here. This is the place that I lived for years. And it's actually a habit that I'm still trying to let go of. When something goes bad in my life, I am very, very, ask my wife, I'm very quick to blame someone. I'm very quick to be angry about someone or something that didn't go the right way. 
uh, to blame things. You know, you hear this all the time. People blame the economy. People blame work. People blame the stress of their job. They don't like their boss. People are unhappy with their wife. Their wife doesn't want to have sex with them. Their wife did this or their wife did that. Their kids are doing this, right? Everything is outside of their control. And they're primarily influenced by these things that are outside of their control. Um, I'm, I've had coaching clients who say, you know, I really struggle with self-pity. Like, I'm just struggling with that. I, uh, that, that feeling of entitlement that we get um, kind of feels like, hey, I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get uh, the affirmation that I need or the, the thing from outside that I wanted. And so I'm going to take it. And that all comes out of an external locus of control. And um, what uh, Duhigg is building towards by talking about this thing, and even uh, Krulak was talking about, is what what we need for people to do is to embrace their control of a situation. And that ultimately, motivation is triggered by making choices um, that demonstrate that we're in control. When we take more ownership... Um, we get excited and that's what creates motivation in us. That's what creates more of an expectation and uh, more follow through. So again, we're talking about what does it take to be self-disciplined? What does it take to establish uh, those right habits? It takes an internal locus of control because as we start to make choices, as we start to see that our choices matter, in the outcome and the results, it builds on itself. So here's the thing. If you don't have an internal locus of control, this was the good news that I read in chapter one of Smarter, Faster, Better. And I might have said Smarter, Better, Faster uh, earlier, but Smarter, Faster, Better. Um, he, um, he quotes the Stanford psychologist Carol Dweck. And she says, um, and I hope it's a she, uh, I didn't actually like, I should Google it right now. I'm going to Google Carol Dweck. Hold on. Carol Dweck. Okay. Let's see. Yep. Carol Dweck. She's, she's a woman. I just for a second, I thought of Carol O'Connor from uh remember that show all in the family. <laughs> and I started doubting myself. Okay. Carol Dweck, the Stanford psychologist. So she says internal locus of control is a learned skill. Okay, that's good news for us if we've struggled with the blaming and not taking the responsibility. Now she says, most of us learn it early in life, but some people's sense of self-determination gets suppressed by how they grow up or experiences they had. And they forget how much influence they can have on their own lives. So there's a real example of somehow sometimes early experiences for us suppress our ability to take responsibility. Now, if you grew up in a very legalistic home, I know a lot of guys are real religious, you know, maybe there was that sense of being out of control, like you were just following rules and you just stopped taking responsibility for things. You just were rule following. That could be one way of suppression. There may have been some other things that happened, some trauma or something where you um, just were so, uh, where you were abused or where you were hurt by someone in your life. And so you just got this message of, hey, I can't control this. 
hey, this is overwhelming, so I'm just going to shut down and not, not try to, to influence uh, control. So that could have happened to us, except as adults, we can't still walk around with that external locus of control. We need to embrace the healthy part of responsibility and ownership. So Carol Dweck goes on to say that's when training is helpful. And, and this is what gives it to you because if you put people in situations where they can practice feeling in control, the internal locus of control is reawakened. And then people can start building habits that make them feel like they're in charge of their own lives. And the more they feel that way, the more they really are in control of themselves. So this idea of when we reawaken that internal locus of control, we can start building those habits. Now we talked about that in episode uh, 132, building those new habits, right? Those right habits that lead to discipline. So we first have to reawaken that internal locus of control to build those habits. But once we start building them, once we start having those little successes, it starts impacting the way we feel about our lives, how much in control we feel. And the more we feel good about our control, the more we really are in control. It gives us something back. It gives us power back. So we see that motivation is triggered by making choices that demonstrate that we are in control. And this is one of the big things we do in coaching. You know, when I go through a playbook with someone, that's, that's my planning uh, system to, to build a plan. It's all based on choices. You know, what is your why? What is your reason for, for stop, stopping to watch porn? Like, what is it? It's not something I give you. It's not something I prescribe. You embrace what it is. Why are you doing this, right? Um, what kind of consequence do you want if you go outside your boundary? Uh, what kind of active commitments are you going to put in your plan? It's choice after choice after choice. What habits are you going to embrace, right? And that process of setting up those habits in a plan and then following through on them actually allows you to practice control. And the more you practice control and get some of those early successes, the more control you have. And, uh, and that leads to building more healthy habits. So one thing that he says, and, and Charles uh, Krulak, the, the, um, the Marine said this too, that people ultimately need to tie the habits that they're doing is something more meaningful. That just having an internal locus of control isn't good enough, just feeling like you can control an outcome. You need to know why you're moving towards something. And um, Duhigg later in the book, and actually, I don't know if he says this in the book, but he, he, I heard him on a podcast talk about this. Um, he said that um, there was this uh, neurology professor in England um, and um, he had to grade papers. He had to do this task that he didn't like. And so he would tell himself um, this, uh, this series of statements, kind of his mantra when he was grading papers. He said, I'm grading papers um, so that these students will pay for the tuition of their classes. And that tuition of their classes pays for my research. And my research one day is going to cure cancer. 
So he tied a mundane task that he always had to do to uh, getting a cure for cancer. So I'm grading papers so that the college gets tuition, so that I have research money, so that I can cure cancer. And so that's the same thing we need to do when we start coming up with these habits, when we start embracing that internal locus of control. We need to make sure it's tied to meaning. And there's plenty of episodes I've done. Uh, Episode 95 comes to mind where I talk about your why, your reason for letting go of porn and, and really getting clear about that first so that you can do some of these challenging things of building new habits and embracing self-discipline and getting this motivation, building motivation in your life. When you tie your habit to something that's more meaningful, it sticks. Now, the last thing I wanted to share was something that I just thought was a great comment. And we'll talk more about this next week. Um, and it comes from Krulak. Uh, um, he says um, when he was training the Marines that he says, we um, train them with a bias towards action. So what he wanted them to do was he wanted them not just to follow rules, but he wanted them to be more likely to take action than to just follow rules mindlessly. And so one of the, uh, in the, in chapter one, one of the final tests that they had for these Marines was they had to solve a problem, um, that involved breaking a rule. And you really couldn't solve the problem without breaking this rule, but they didn't tell them this. Uh, and so what they were trying to, to test and make see was that this team, when they were put in this situation, would still try to accomplish the objective by taking action as opposed to just giving up or um, to just try to rule follow and fail. Um, So anyway, that was a, a phrase that I just loved. And if there's one thing I want you to take away from this podcast, from Porn Free Radio in general, is a bias towards action. If you just listen to the podcast and feel good about yourself because you listen to a recovery podcast instead of WTF with Mark Marin or instead of your, you know, whatever, some podcast that's just a, you know, is, is just an entertainment podcast. If you're feeling good about yourself just because you listen to a podcast and haven't taken any action, oh, it just kills me inside. I want this podcast to train you with a bias towards action, meaning I want you to take action. I want you to hear ideas here and put them into action. Now, as I've said before, you know, if you want to take a step up, if you, if you're tired of just listening to the podcast and you want help taking action, go to porn free radio. I keep doing this. I keep saying the wrong URL, go to recoveredman.com slash coaching recoveredman.com slash coaching, fill out the coaching application. And let me talk to you on the phone about uh, what kind of options we have for you to take more action. So action might look like building a plan. It might be getting involved in a rev group. It might be um, setting up some uh, habits in your life uh, where we focus on um, getting back that internal locus of control. Remember, it's a learned skill. Carol Dweck says it's a learned skill. So what can we do to help 
put the ball back in your court with recovery and with just even dealing with overcoming pornography by giving you more of a sense of control. What little successes, what little habits can we build in? That's the coaching process in a nutshell. It's making you make decisions and helping you get control through making choices of your life. So go to recoveredman.com, almost caught myself, recoveredman.com slash coaching, fill out that coaching application and let's talk. And um, in the next episode, we're going to finish this motivation series by talking about dun, 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 the one thing. That's right. I talked about Gary Keller's book, The One Thing, last week. And in this uh, episode next week, I will talk about how to apply the one thing, what Gary Keller calls the one thing, to recovery. And you're not going to want to miss it because I think there's a big takeaway in it that's going to help you uh, week to week really start to get some focus about recovery. All right, guys, we'll see you next week uh, here on Porn Free Radio. Until then, take hope and take action. Yes, a bias towards action. Take action and we'll see you next week. Uh, Take care. Be good.